Hello and welcome back to the Half-Backed Podcast for Round 2. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're back here to try and get a few winners ahead of Round 2 of the NRL season. He's do that with me. He's one of the sharpest minds in the NRL, formerly in the NRL, I suppose, former Raiders and Dragons halfback, Sam Williams. Sam, how are you, mate? Going well. Uh, nice to be back again. Uh, first week done and dusted. Um, and I know you go to our good mate who's coming in next as well. Yeah, hopefully our good mate who's coming in next can guess a few winners because we... Uh, Let's just say we started the, the season a bit slow. That, that man is. He was with us all last season. Back with a vengeance. XTB data analyst and head of analytics at KO, Jimmy Hughes. How are you, mate? Hey, guys. Everybody knows round one, if you're not tipping well, you know your footy. So I think you guys <laughs> are safe there. So let's like pick it up from here. But yeah, thanks for having me. Um, keen to be back, boys. Hughes, I think since we last spoke to you, you're a ma- married man. How's that treating you? How's the off-season? Yeah, mate, uh, married man, lots of holidays, but yeah, back to reality. So yeah, uh, working hard as always. Back to finding winners for the punters, guys. Just quickly, what's in store for the Halfback Podcast this season? We'll be dropping weekly of a Thursday morning. The big idea of this podcast is to get inside Sam's footy head, really, 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 really switched on footy brain, sharp's attack. We'll go through his tips each and every week along with our three plays for the round punting. It is a punting-based podcast, of course, but it's done with an edge that we want to provide heavy, critical rugby league analysis to back up our punts. Learn a few things about the ways teams set up, why coaches make certain decisions, what shapes teams like to run and why their defensive structures vary. Uh, Jimmy's here to back up some cold, hard, unadulterated statistics. Guys, we've, re- we've excited to link up with Better for the 2023 footy season. Each round of the season, we'll be producing exclusive SC playbook markets of our own. We'll be using all of the, the better markets for our plays throughout the year. So to follow along with those, you can find the link to their markets in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or on the social post we send out across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. By going through those channels, it'll let better know that we send you. So it'd be much appreciated if you are linking up with them. Uh, very important, of course, it's for those aged 18 plus only. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Boys, last week's recap. Tough reading, Sam. You did say, as a precursor at the start of the podcast last week, that it would be the, the hardest round of the season to predict. We hadn't really seen any sides, a few trial runs here and there. You weren't wrong. Uh, some thought the Roosters were going to be the biggest boil over of round one. It was definitely your lock getting done. You had Fox anytime try score. I don't think you missed on that last season. Your value of Sevo, Tawalungi, Holmes, and Calm Prayer anytime try score is no good. And your win multi, also no good, mate. I was no better. Two of my three punts were based around the Roosters. Apologies to the Dolphins for that one. I went very hard on the Roosters and no good at all. My value play of Heimel Hunt into Khan Pereira. Hunt got over. Khan Pereira, I was semi-confident on. That left edge of four and over there was exceptional. Phil Sammy at centre, he bagged two. No room for Khan Pereira. Fortunately, we've got Hughes in here to fix that for us this week. Uh, Sam, let's start with you, and we'll start with your Brian Bevan lock of the week. If we're putting $100 on per week, this is 65% of the plays. The idea of that last year, we went a little bit low on it. So when we take a $1.90 line, uh, it'd technically not be a profit if that was the only one. So 65% of it goes to the Brian Bevan lock of the week. Sam, what have you got for us? Yeah, I'm starting off with the uh, Parramatta and Cronulla Sharks game. My lock of the week for any time try scorer, I'm going with Sean Russell on the right edge for the Parramatta Eels. Last week, the Cronulla left edge was in absolute all sorts. That gap between Matt Moylan and Talakai, mm. there was half a you know half a dozen times and a few times it actually led to a try. 
where Moylan, I think he's getting caught up on the lead runner, but I don't think there's much more he can do there. I think he, he a lot of time he has to check that lead runner quite hard. And there was, I think early on, uh, Talakai sat back and they and the fullbacks just run straight through and scored. Later on, he's jammed and they've gone around them. Um, I think that that space between Moylan and Talakai is really going to be targeted this week. I actually think Talakai will be more aggressive this week. I don't think he's going to hold the line as much as he did last week. I think he's going to go out and try and get Clint Gutherson. What it does do, it leaves that pass over the top to to the right winger. And I think Mitchell Moses, he, he'll be licking his lips after looking at the footage last week between between these two teams. I think that that right winger, um, Sean Russell, I think he'll be on the end of a, a lot of attacking plays, and I think he'll get one. Mm. Yeah, the other one you didn't mention there was Teague Wilton there, who, very good with ball in hand, missed seven or eight tackles last week as well. So, as you said, they're a bit of a shambles. So, uh, it's interesting you say that, Sam, and I like all the all the insights behind it. Traditionally, you've gone very hard on the Parramatta left edge because of how good Sevo is out there. Obviously, changing the tact, the reasoning being that the Sharkies' defend, uh, edge defence, but going to the right edge this week. Yeah, that's right. I've... I've actually got Sevo in one of my plays later on, and I think that there's some value around these Parramatta wingers scoring. But you go back, you, you only have to go back one game to see where the Eels are going to attack. Mm. And I think Mitch Moses, he still commands so much of the football. And I think uh, there's no doubt that both sides, Parramatta will sit down and have a really good look at how they're going to exploit that little bit of frailty. And it's not easy to flick the switch after one game to try and get these things right. So Parramatta, there's no doubt they're going to go hard at that uh, left edge of, of Cronulla. Um, so I have switched over this week and, and gone with the right side, but I wouldn't discount uh, Michael Sebo scoring a try either. Mm, very nice. Uh, yeah, n- not great podcast results last week. Off air, you did tell me, though, you thought with Hodjo at the Eels, you thought Junior Bolo would come into the equation there as an anytime try scorer. He did score at about $14 or something ridiculous. So you got that one, mate. Yeah, I actually backed Junior Paulo last week at the $13. The, the reason I thought that both Junior and Hodjo had a really good combination in Canberra, especially around the line. Um, he, he'll drift, he'll run a lot of those drift lines, Junior, and Hodjo can see it really early. Uh, last week, it was the same. that He got to the outside of the half and the centre jam to try and shut down the play. And I thought that he was um, that play. I thought it might have happened a little bit closer to the line. It was awesome to see the big fella in full flight. But I think that there's going to be some value around them. There was another time they they ran a short little block on the short side to try and isolate the halfback where Hodjo picked up Junior. And there wasn't much in it either. So, mm. Yeah, it was... Uh... That read from Cam Munster on the Borlo try, it was one of the all-time barriers. Anyone who sort of played a bit of footy knows, as a defender, you don't get in front of the ball. He went about three metres in front of it, and Hodjo just went, thank you. Uh, Husey, you're Brian Bevan Lock of the Week. And before you get to that, uh, as I said, for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before, can you tell us about your your data that you've got and, and the systems that you've created? Yeah, Timmy, I guess like my my premise and, and the way that I kind of like to bet is I, I use a, an algorithm that I've built over the past eight or so years, back from my tab days, and I've just kind of kept it going ever since then. Uh, it takes in a lot of different considerations, like home ground advantage, player ratings, mm. uh, ELO and such like. But what I generally come to the field with here with you boys is just my assessment of the lines and I place my bets based on that most of the time. So I do try and have a bit more of a data-driven approach rather than uh, Sam with his outstanding feel. Uh, but I must say I'm pretty happy with the uh, racing and sports boys on 
on board as well because I might get a bit of validation, hopefully, with some <laughs> of their numbers. Hopefully, mate, hopefully. All right, fire us off. The Brian Bevan lock of the week. Yeah, so my lock of the week, I'm going for Melbourne 13-plus at $2.48 against the Bulldogs. I think uh, the Doggies obviously have had a lot of hype leading into this season. Um, we're expecting a lot uh, you know, big things from them, but I still haven't I'm yet to see it with their loss to Manly last week. I think although Melbourne are going to have Munster out, I'm quite certain, and Pappenhausen still, um, I st- still have in the market, uh, Melbourne are really strong, like 20-point favourite. So I'm I'm going for the 13-plus there. I was going to ask that, mate. So a lot of your systems last season were built on, you know, obviously, around the lines, the value of players to those lines and key players. They've lost their fullback, their 5'8". That doesn't scare you off a little bit? No, it doesn't. They, they're, they're, they are worth quite a bit. They're two of the most valuable players in the game, as everyone would probably expect. Uh, but, for example, Cam Munster, he's worth about 3.6 to my line. Um, so you just kind of play around with that, take them out, and then you can, you know, you come to to, to your, your number. So we still do have um, Melbourne quite solid favourites there. And without Canberra, although being an unknown, um, mm. uh, Can- oh, sorry, Canterbury, my mistake there, but them being an unknown, um, I still think Melbourne are just going to be too clinical. Yep. My Brian Bevan lock of the week. Uh, I do. We do try and sort of put our bets from sort of Friday onwards, just to make sure people who who will listen to the podcast Friday have that extra day. But uh, sometimes we just really like the Thursday night game, so it is around that bunnies and Panthers clash tonight. I've got the Panthers giving away a four and a half start into Brian To'o anytime try scorer at three dollars ten. Uh, people are going on like the Panthers are done and dusted because they lost a the game by one point to the Broncos, who for much of last season were a top four team. Their squad's unreal. The Bunnies are just absolute shot ducks through the middle. No Totola, no Jairo, Hame Sele, Sleva Havili. They actually started Michael Cheekham on the edge last week to get Jairo into the middle. Arrow lasted 22 minutes and then did his hammy. So they are really, really light on. Cam Murray's going to have to go close to playing 80 minutes again. They had a few other boys. Shaq Mitchell played big minutes for them. So uh, I just think the Panthers will probably realise that their new system's in place without the likes of Kikau and Coruscant. It's going to take time to, to find these combinations again and set up a new game plan. So I think they might dumb it down and just say, we're going to belt you through the middle of the park. It is obviously out in Penrith. So... I think uh, I'm pretty confident on Penrith on that one. Regarding Brian Toto, we saw the left edge last year being so dominant of Jerome Luai, Viliami Kikau. Because Viliami Kikau's gone, they've been so clunky in the couple of trials and then in round one last week. So I just think that means good things for the right edge of Nathan Cleary and Brian Toto, who are going to get a lot more ball. Uh, Hughesy, what do you got there, mate? Yeah, mate, that market actually started at minus four and a half. I think it's now at minus seven and a half. So I think the punters are, are agreeing with you a bit there and they're they're kind of starting to flow in for Penrith. Yeah, it was interesting. They had uh, the, the line at about $2.15 or so at better. We had blew out to seven and a half when I thought that in the same game, multi got the four and a half. So makes sense of that as you will. But yeah, I like the $3.10 about that one. Sam, did you throw your, you may have, sorry, but your value, your pricing for your. Uh, your yeah, price? two bucks for the lock, two bucks for the two, uh, lock of the week, mate. Two bucks. Sam, your value play of the week. Yeah, the value, on, as you mentioned, we're sort of trying to avoid a little bit of um, the Thursday night games, but one of my players comes in that, and 
no great shock. The great man, Alex Johnson, to score at $2.10 is where I started off. There was a try last week. Uh, Stephen Crichton, it's man on. It's It was three on three in a not too big of a space. Stephen Crichton comes out and goes for the intercept yeah. on the and the opposition centre gets on his outside and it was Herbie, Herbie yeah Farmworth. Herbie Farmworth it was it was extremely bizarre and I know that Crichton gets a lot of raps for his intercepts but I have noticed that he does get caught looking in quite often and he can get beaten on his outside I think he's got a really good tackle technique when he gets in low and drives but some of his reads I think over the last couple of years it's probably been covered up a little bit with the fact that they've won so many games. It's not until you start losing that, that people start really taking note about some of these things. And there's an angle, and I think if you go to the highlights, there's an angle from behind. You, you can so clearly see where Crichton's actually defending on the outside of his shoulder, comes out of the line and goes for the intercept. And it's, it's bizarre. I honestly still don't know why he thought the intercept was the right play. I think he's, pro- I think he's got a couple of tendencies to make some b- bad reads, Crichton. Once again, I think it gets covered up with the fact that Nathan Cleary is on his inside and he's such a good defender. There's not many better in the game. So I think that there might be a little bit... We all know that the Bunnies' left edge, last week they didn't see as much of the football for obvious reasons, but the left edge is as good as anyone in the game. And I think that they would have seen this and I think they're going to target it and I think that there's going to be some value there on the left edge. So I kick it off with Alex Johnson at $2.10. The next one is... I went to him last week, Khan Pereira for the Titans. Mm. I think that you know, there once again, yes, straight away you saw the difference that Kieran Foran oh. makes to that team. He's he's such a good footballer. Um, I know he had a little bit of a twinge there. So if Foran doesn't play, scratch this play. But we're going to play it with the proviso that he's in there. Khan Pereira to score at two dollars and fifteen on the back of Kieran Foran and what he can do. I also like AJ Brimson there as well. I don't have him in the play, but if you want to play around with him, there's some value. And then I finish off with the Roosters at a dollar twenty-one to win. I think that they're, you know, they'll bounce back. There's too much quality there that they won't. Um, I do have some question marks about their side throughout the whole year if they do get injuries. You know, when you got Drew Hutchinson starting in the centres, mm. can you win a comp with Drew there? Um, you know, they need to keep Joey Manu fit. It's a big thing for that side. I know he's back, but I think the Roosters are dollar twenty-one, so all up five dollars and forty-six cents for the value for this week. Yeah, good to get a bit of validation around Stephen Crichton, who and obviously a superstar of our game. But mate, I said the same on the Bloke in the Bar podcast on Monday. That one where where he shot out and, and Herbie went, "Thanks for coming, mate." They lost the game by a point. It essentially cost him, and because he has these big intercept plays and highlight real moments, it's almost like people just completely disregard when he does this and, and lets tries in. So it's. Uh, something he needs to sort out in his game. Uh, and over $2 for Alex Johnston, that's unheard of for that bloke to score a try on the Bunnies' left edge. Uh, Husey, your value play of the week. Hey, boy. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a bit of a multi, some lines and some head-to-heads. So the first component there will be the Roosters. Agree with uh, Sam there that they're going to bounce back. I'm going to take the minus, though. So it's minus 12.5 in there uh, with... Uh, Joey Manu back, I think that'll be a massive in. We've got into that will be St. George to win against the Titans at home. Uh, interesting one, I'm sure everyone would say, but uh, everyone tipping them for the spoon. But right now, by the mar- uh, by my model, um, I've got them favourites, so I'm going to take them on the nose. 
And then I'm going to put Penrith in. I know we've all three of us have said we're not going to bet on Thursday night yeah. game, but we've just all done it. Uh, so I'm going to throw Penrith to win uh, for them to to bounce back as well at a dollar fifty two. So that rounds out at five dollars and forty five cents. Nice, mate. Well, I mean the the fact that hopefully for anyone that is listening today uh, on the Thursday and following along. We all try and avoid it. We've all gone down the same direction. So with a bit of luck, that gets up and, and it's worthwhile. Initially, one on the Titans and that left edge, holy dooly, that like, what did it take? About 15 minutes for Foz to put Fafita straight through. They scored a try. Uh, there's going to be some points in that edge this year. And I wanted to throw players on that left edge, Fafita namely into my anytime try scorers. Just the uncertainty around Foz playing, I, I held off. But uh, he is firming a little bit to play. So fingers crossed Foz takes his place and that whole left edge comes into play. My value play, 25% of our bets this season. Anytime try scorer, Adam Dewey in the Knights and Tigers clash on Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval. I'll be out at that one. Into uh, Heimel Hunt is the left edge winger at the moment. Greg Marge, who's been named on the extended bench to return from injury. So whoever does line up there, uh, I've got that multi at $8.50 currently. I think oh, I'm going back to the well in terms of Hunt last week who scored for me. I think the left edge will cause havoc at the uh, nights early in the season off the back of Caelan Ponger as long as he is fit and good to go. I can we'll see the odds crunch on the left winger as Bookie's cotton on to this throughout the, se- the early stage of the season, I should say. Uh, Adam Dewey, he had a hand in everything from the Tigers last week, and they were pretty ordinary, to be honest. 14 runs for 167 metres. Luke Brooks had 197 running metres. But in the attacking sets, Dewey was in everything, and he, he was the main go-to guy. So I can see him. They're going to send a lot of traffic at Caelan Ponga. His reads at 5'8 come into the front line. That'll take a bit of time. So I can see him biting on the back roller, and Adam Dewey just going, thanks for coming. So that is at $8.50. Samuel, Steve Jackson, Hail Mary of the week. 10% of our bets for the week. I'll jump into that in a sec. I've got a question for you boys. When Brian Bevan went to Warrington on a cold Wednesday night in the middle of winter in the north of England, what price was he for an any times try score in 1949? I reckon like, there couldn't have been a market for him, could he? Yeah. 750 tries in 670 games. What sort of price are we getting that Brian Bevan scores a try? You're the data man. What odds you bring around that? Oh, <laughs> well, he's got to be about a dollar seventy-five then. Please. Not a chance. I'm all over that. Yeah, dollar seventy-five. <laughs> if you ever start a bookie, Husey, I'm going to you, <laughs> mate. He scores. He scores more than one a game. I'm surprised they'd have a market. <laughs> anyway, that, where are we? Hail Mary, the uh, Steve Jacko Jackson Hail Mary. Gone to the same game, the Parramatta and uh, and Cronulla game. Um, I think there's some value there around some try scorers. Now this one is a, it is a hail mary. You know, it's there's, there's some there's some money in it. If we can get one of these this year, we finish ahead. But anyway, so we've gone Mitchell Moses as an anytime try scorer. Will Penasini anytime try scorer. Ronaldo Mulatalo, if he doesn't want to celebrate before he puts the ball down, <laughs> as an anytime try scorer, and Mike Acevo as an anytime try scorer, all up a cool $67. So take that for what you will. I mean, I think that there's some value for the punters out there. If you want to have a think about it, I think there's some value around the right edge of Parramatta. I think Acevo is always a play, and I think that um, the left edge of, of Cronulla is always a play as well. So 67 bucks, do what you like with it. 
Jesus Christ, there'll be some beers drunk if that gets up this weekend. Usually, you watch your watch your hands. It, it doesn't have to get up. Yeah, Hughesy, what's what's your Steve Jacko Jackson Hail Mary of the week, mate? So my Hail Mary boys, I'm going off a bit of a theory um, slash actual data that's kind of driving this one around rule changes. Um, this season, as we probably all know, there wasn't really any major rule changes compared to the last couple of years. Uh, and historically what actually happens, and this happens in all sport generally, is there's a bunch of rule changes that come into fruition at some point in the game. And generally it is to drive a bit more of an entertaining fixture. Um, and what that actually equals in terms of betting uh, is that the totals tend to go up. Uh, so more points are scored. So that's kind of what happened maybe a couple of years ago when the six again came into play. Mm. Um, but what I'm seeing now and what what I'm expecting at the moment is that with a full off-season of teams training again with this kind of uh, setup in terms of the rules and, you know, a few years under their belt with that, the totals are going to start to, to decline um, just periodically. And generally at the start of the season, the bookies may uh, underestimate that decline, especially because if you overlay the fact that a lot of punters love to back the over. So what my theory is here is that a lot of unders are going to probably lob in the first couple of weeks of footy. Um, last week, six out of eight lobbed. Um, so I'm actually going to multi five for this weekend based on a few different things, but I won't go deep into why I've picked the individual games, but I've gone for the Penrith South under at 37 and a half, the Parramatta versus Sharks 41 and a half, the Brisbane versus North Queensland under 41 and a half, the Dolphins v Raiders under 41 and a half, and the Tigers v Knights 43 and a half under. And that will round me out at $27.30. So I'm betting on that the bookies are kind of slightly overestimating the totals at the start of this season, and, and we're going to see some tight games. Mm, love that, mate. We, uh, you're right. We see it so early on in the season. There's low score lines. I think Sam sort of touched on it last week around just teams get up for games. They're fully fit squads. Attacks are clunky. It always leads to unders. So I uh, really rate that play and can see how it plays out this week. My Hail Mary of the week, probably uh, not as not as Larry as your boys, and I'm probably done. Never is. Yeah, well, not, not in general. <laughs> I'm just I'm a busy man, mate. I've got to throw multis together, doing all sorts of things. But uh, when it gets up, it won't matter, and I'll be flying ahead of you too. So I've gone, I've gone with Hudson Young, fifteen dollars first try scorer. Uh, it's you know, probably borderline value, borderline Hail Mary. It's not quite Hail Mary, but I just think. I mean, A, Hutto Young, we wrapped him all last year and he was a staple of my try-scorer multis and rarely failed the big fella. Scored at least one try in seven of Canberra's last eight games starting as favourites. The big factor here, he'll be running at Isaiah Katoa for the Dolphins. And I just think running off Jackie White and they're going to attack him all game. He was good last week, Katoa. I didn't want to go to the head-to-head market here in this game because... I'm not convinced the wheels won't fall off the Dolphins pretty soon because I just don't think they can keep up that intensity that they showed last week. But it is their first game at Redcliffe, and I think they'll be fired up for it. Nonetheless, I think Hutto Young getting one-on-one with Katoa, good luck stopping the big fella. He's an absolute gun. So 
I've gone with that uh, scene. I reckon, Tim, there, um, the, there was – Hutto was a, a big toe away from scoring last week. Um, him and Tommy Starling, best mates, they've got a good combination mm. there. Starling jumped out to the left – went to put a kick through where the fullback wasn't in position. Um, opposition got a big toe to it and stopped it getting through. But if they got through the line, Hutto was scoring the, that try. So I actually like Hutto. I haven't got any many players, but as an anytime try scorer and his combination with Starlo, I reckon that that there's a real play for him as an anytime try scorer this week. Yeah, absolute gun and a bit of an outsider for Origin this season as well. I think he wasn't too, too far off last year. Uh, guys, Paddy and George have mentioned to me they're getting a lot of you guys contacting them recently about debt consolidation. So if you have a few different credit cards or loans, <laughs> is that, why is that? A, is that a good thing that everyone's all our followers are getting into the debt consolidation? <laughs> oh, those interest oh. rates. <laughs> we're trying to get them out of debt consolidation. Yeah, we're. <laughs> Well, mate, if you stop throwing, if you stop throwing sixty-seven dollar Hail Mary plays at the punters that they're following and put, putting their housing loans on, maybe we don't have to try worry to about get that the consolidation. Out of consolidation. Patty and George, I'm sorry, but the plan is to try and get them away from you, blokes. But anyway, maybe, maybe this is just a grand scheme to throw out shit punts so that Patty and George get uh, get a few debt consolidations. Gamble <laughs> yeah. responsibly, we got Yeah, I didn't gamble responsibly. <laughs> Anyway, for any of you that uh, do sit there and listen to Sam's uh, Hail Mary of the Week too often and overload on it, more than the 10% that we recommend of your $100 bet each week, and you do have your loans getting out of hand and you do need to consolidate those debts, they'll do it all in one loan with a single repayment at a much lower rate, meaning less stress and more money in the pocket. It's a really great option for a lot of people with... (laughs) Oh, you've rattled me here, Sam. (laughs) Absolutely rattled me. And you sure, you sure as hell know I won't be editing this podcast to change the ad. <laughs> uh, so if you are in this position, mention you're an SC Playbook listener to them. They'll give you a free plan on how to get your debts in order. That's $129 saving. To get in contact with them, their Pat and George Mortgage Choice on Instagram. Flick them a message. Otherwise, get any of the SC Playbook articles uh, on the website. You can there. We've got access to their emails there, uh, all sorts of sort of things. QR code, plenty of options. Sam, you smart ass. Let's get into your tips for the week. Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Panthers are dollar fifty-two. Who do you like? Yeah, I'll say before I go through these games, it happens every single year. And if you're a, if you like a team and you think that they're going to go well, stay solid to them because what happens every year is we get into this zone where the media they pump up all the, mainly the bigger Sydney clubs or the Brisbane clubs. Um, they get in this zone where they just feed so much information. And I think that there's been an element of this with the Tigers and the Bulldogs this year. They've had so much press around who they've signed and they seem to it seems to sway punters into thinking that they've done more than what they actually have done. Mm. You've got to remember the good sides and the poor sides and, and think about this over 26 rounds. Now, you might have a win one week. You might have a couple of wins. The good sides might have a couple of losses. But think about the quality and the overall scheme of things in 26 rounds. So I'd just say be careful about people launching into teams after one week of footy. Yeah. So you're you're on the Penny Panthers. I'm on the Panthers, yeah. I think the quality is still there. Yes, there's been some chinks in the armour. And yes, I do think the Bunnies are a good side. So I I think that both of these sides I'll be with throughout the season Mm. unless something drastically changes. But... I'm starting with the Panthers. Yep. The Parramatta Eels versus the Cronulla Sharks. That is Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, Parramatta, $1.48 favourite. Sharkies, $2.68. The line is at 7.5. Who do you like here? 
I think Parramatta had plenty of opportunities last week. The Storm just did what the Storm do and they stayed in the game for as long as they could. And, and then when they had their opportunity, they, away they went. So, um, look, last week, Lumi Lumi had a chance to score. Sevo had a chance to score the forward pass, which was, you know, a real 50-50. I think they created opportunities. Uh, I think there'll be a bit more chance again there this week against the Sharks. So I'm with the Eels. Um, to get, without Nico Hines, I just think they're going to be too good. The Queensland Derby, Broncos versus Cowboys at Suncorp Stadium, 8pm on Friday night. This will be an absolute belter and uh, one of the toughest games now to tip. Uh, the Broncos are at $1.74, Cows two ten. The line is 2.5. Who do you like here? Oh, it's a tough one. I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be going too mad on either side. It is a toss of the coin. At the, at the $2.10 for the Cowboys, I think that that's probably the value. I probably have them sitting next to each, uh, next to each other in the market. Once again, the Cowboys are a proven side. The Broncos, the big question mark for them is the consistency throughout the year. Last year, we saw them start the season mm. well and then go to water. So they've got to show some consistency. Early on in the season, we're only round two. They're back at home. So I get the fact that none of that comes into play. But I just think that the Cowboys are proven side at $2.10 is the play. Roosters v Warriors, 3 p.m. on Saturday in Sydney. Uh, Roosters obviously pretty firm favourite here at a dollar twenty one. Warriors four forty. I think you mentioned earlier you'd be tipping the Roosters. Uh, if we're talking lines, Sam, it's a twelve and a half start for the Roosters. Who would you take in that in the, around the line? Well, there's two trains of thought. The Roosters don't really care about the line. They just want to win the win the game and get their season off to a to um you know winning ways. Mm. So they're not concerned about the line. So you've probably got to be cautious about taking that line. Uh, in saying that, I think that the Warriors, although they you know, they had some good signs last week. I think that they're going to be in the bottom half, and I think the Roosters are the top half. So I think the Roosters win. Sam, the Dolphins versus your Raiders, 5.30 p.m. on Saturday in Redcliffe. The Dolphins, 2.32. Raiders, sixty. Who do you like here? Yeah, look, another game that's very hard. We're all trying to work out where the Dolphins sit in the grand scheme of things. Uh, the Racing and Sports model had um, the Dolphins as the favourites in this game. You know, they've... The numbers they've come up with have shown that the experience that they've gotten through the through the pack can, can worry the Raiders. So, you know, I'm not going to tip them. I'm not going to say that they're going to knock the Raiders off. I still stay with the Raiders. Um, they showed a lot of ticker again last week, the Raiders. That's one thing that we've, we love about that side is that they always have a crack, whatever the circumstances. So they'll go there with a real siege mentality and try and be the spoilers of the, the homecoming for the Dolphins. Take it on your own company's model there, mate. Yeah, look, we uh, don't always see eye to eye, but um, <laughs> you look the the you know the the model last week they had they actually had the dolphins at about three dollars seventy to the roosters. Um, I wish I had have looked at it last week and followed them in because they were according to the model here they they were massive overs and let's be honest they could be right again this week. I wish you told me that before I said the roosters beat them by forty, but none, not to worry. We'll, uh, we'll look. I did tell you that the, the line would be covered. You by did. The dolphins. You, you did tell me that, mate. I uh, egg on my face and uh, apologies to all dolphins fans. Uh, the Melbourne Storm vs Canterbury Bulldogs, seven thirty-five PM in Melbourne on Saturday night. Now Melbourne pretty firm favourite here at dollar thirty-five. The line, though, Sam, is six and a half. Who do you like? Yeah, look, I think that the Storm back at home are too good. Once again, the, the, the dogs have to prove something to us before we can start saying that they're up there with the good sides. Just because the media spoke about this, this and this through the off-season, they got Serraldo and all that, the players still 
they're the ones who are out there who've got to make the difference. Last week, there were some woeful efforts. I think um, they went – defensively, they went straight through. I think they're a little bit light on in their pack, to be honest, with the dogs at the moment. Um, They've got losing, so many injuries. Yeah, losing losing uh, Thompson late there before the game last week for the season was a real big one. But you're starting with a lock who hasn't played heaps of lock over his time. He's played 5-8 and hooker and all these. And then you see them, you know, he, um, forget his name. Um, New Brown. New Brown. He missed a shocking tackle last week. Yeah. I think it was one of the first tries of the game. That's just not good enough, first first game of the season. It just shows that they're light on. So I think that Melbourne's pack is going to go straight through them, and that's where they're going to try and win. The big fella, Nelson Asafa Solomona, I'd be having something on him as an anytime try scorer as well. Yeah, the poor old doggies after that much-hyped preseason, then they lose Luke Thompson, Tavita Pangalai Jr., Chris Patolo, highly regarded at the club. He's injured as well. They're just so light on for middles. So uh, I actually think the, you know, the line they're six and a half for the Storm's not probably a bad bet there, even without Munster and Pappenhaus. And Hughes obviously gone pretty hard on it. Uh, in his plays this week. Moving on to the Sunday action, the Tigers and the Knights at Leichhardt Oval, Sunday afternoon at 4pm. This is going to be so good to be at. I can't wait. Uh, Sam, the Tigers $1.68, Knights $2.18, so not too much separating them. Who do you like? Yeah, look, I was probably justified in my opinions last week of both sides. I, I just think that they're both sides are so far off the pace for the for the real good sides. The Tigers are another club who have been hyped up through the off-season. But the players are the ones who have got to go out there and do the do the work and make the difference. And I know they've added a couple of players, but rugby league is such a team game. You just can't have chinks in the armour because opposition will find it. That's not to say that the Knights can go there and beat them. I think the Knights had opportunities last week to be to beat a you know a bottom eight side, in my opinion, and and they couldn't do it. So, look, toss of the coin. Maybe you take the the line, uh, take the two dollars eighteen about the Knights. But, I mean, the Tigers being at home are always hard to beat as well. So, I'll be honest with you. I'll, maybe I'll lean towards the value with the Knights, but do as you please. Sam, the Tigers, obviously, a few different combinations there. Um, Johnny Bateman will be coming back in a few weeks. So, hopefully, he can, as the combinations come together and Bateman comes in, adds a bit of spark. Lastly, the Dragons versus the Titans on Sunday afternoon. The Dragons are $1.91, Titans $1.88. So very little between this one and, and a tough punting game in terms of uh, result, I'd say. Who do you like? Yeah, very tough one again. Two sides, we, we don't know how they're going to sit this year. The Dragons have had a lot of negative publicity early on. I mean, I, I do like that Titans left side having a good crack at the St. George right side. I don't know where Ben Hunt's going to f- defend this year, but if it is Sullivan there on that right edge for the Dragons, you're going to have one of the biggest bodies in the game going at him, and you've probably got the best 5'8 in terms of tying him up going at him as well. They, they had their own issues there on the right last year for the Dragons as well. So I, I'll be going hard with um, that Titans left edge to score some, some tries, um, and I think that they'll be too good. Like it, mate. Uh, this week for our SC Playbook, better multi. We've got David Nofaluma, anytime try scorer, into Adam Dewey, 50-plus official NRL fantasy points at $3. Uh, so great that we have access to these fantasy NRL markets this season with better. Just as a heads up, 20 fantasy sport players out there, that's based on NRL fantasy scoring. Don't be confused with NRL Supercoach points. Very similar system, but a few different tweaks. So just to jump onto the NRL fantasy and check out their scoring system and have a look at how it differs, uh, but much the same. Guys, as always, 18 plus only, gamble responsibly. Jimmy Hughes, thank you very much, mate. Strong comeback, and hopefully you can get us off to a good start. Yeah, thanks, boys. Let's go this year.
Bloody eighth. Sambo, thank you. Yeah, no thanks, boys. This is good. Um, good to be back and um, you know, talking all things rugby league again. So good luck to all those punters out there, and hopefully we can make some money this week. Round the eighth. Right, eight. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheers.